Welcome everybody to Conversations with One Million Meditators. We are joined here today by a very special guest, Mrs. Stormy Grace. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. It's such an honor to have you. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here. What what fun and to get to talk about meditation. I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you very much. And like other juicy things, I just can't wait. <laughs> I'm just going to take a minute and introduce Stormy for those of you that don't know her. Most know Stormy from her own successful and entertaining show on YouTube where she interviews astrologers, sharing a wealth of knowledge. Her crowdfunded YouTube Astrology Academy brings the community together by providing free basic astrology classes taught by the finest astrologers from around the world. Stormy has been consulting individuals in groups in Colorado around the globe since 2014. She holds a doctorate of business, which enables her to apply those skills to business and mundane astrology, as well as personal chart work. She is a member of OPA, or OPA, AFAN, ISAR, and NCGR, a contributor to Career Astrologer, astrologyhub.com, Midheaven Magazine, and she's also a faculty member at the Portland School of Astrology. Well, this is going to be just totally juicy. I know it. So thank you so much for coming here today. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. I'm just, I'm super, I'm super pumped. I just think how cool. How cool. How cool. Right. Well, we kind of, we, we, we roll in these worlds. So I want to ask you, of course, you know, here on the 1 Million Meditators platform, how did meditation come into your life? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, when, when we were talking before and, um, you know, I knew you were going to, we were going to talk about meditation. I had to stop and think about how meditation came into my life because from the time that I was really little, my family had um, the idea of prayer, right? You know, we said our prayers before bed and, and all of this other good stuff. So it's kind of like this moment of stopping to reflect was built into my life, but I can remember being really little and just kind of laying in bed and talking to the universe, or what I would call it sometimes is that I would be talking to the moon. So in its own way, it was already just a piece of that innateness. And I do think that each of us have that already, but that was just my experience with it. So, you know, I feel like meditation has just always been there, but then how did it get different? right? When did it become like a conscious chosen practice of meditation is, is I think where I took my mind to. And, um, you know, I did yoga, teach hot yoga, just all of that kind of stuff. So meditation was on the table, but in a way where meditation became profoundly personal to me, I was 27 years old and starting to go through some just really big life and spiritual transitions. And I realized that I could not have a successful relationship with the universe and with my, my charging port, you know, plugging into that divine, unendless um, energy if I didn't make time to participate in that relationship. Because that's the way I view and I use meditation as it's not just this calming and this quieting within myself, but it is the actual point of the day and the time where I sit and I consult with the universe and I listen. You know, this idea that, you know, I'm going out there asking the universe to bless me, to help me to do these things. But when do I take time to stop and listen to what the universe has going in, going on, check in on the universe itself and allow that to be a partnership and a real relationship. So that's what it looks like for me, you know, since I was 27 until now is that's how meditation came to the table. And it's been a lot, a lot of days, um, 
since I can remember not having a prayer and meditation at the beginning and the end of my day. So it's a, it's the practice of that practice, I think is showing up very well in my life. Ooh, I just, I absolutely love that. Um, and, and kind of leading into astrology, I'm sure some people are curious to know how you ended up on that path. And I know for me, like the two really, in a sense, tied together because there was, you know, the curiosity piece, but I found it was really, for me, the meditation and the astrology kind of, it's, it's interesting how it combined. I don't, I, I really need to share my experience, but um, um, I would love for you to tell a little bit about how you got into this practice and um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to like all the juiciness right <laughs> I don't give us all the details right it's always it's interesting to see where people came from or like how they got where they are I think people's stories are absolutely fascinating um but really what it looked like for me in terms of astrology is I was six years old and my family are of German descent and so um my and they're like you know, Eastern uh, European um, Catholic. And so we had this big picture of, of the Last Supper at our table and we would all sit together and eat and stuff. And I'll never forget, I was six, I was in first grade and I asked my grandmother in front of my whole family who that lady was next to Jesus. And they just about lost their socks, right? Like they were like, ah, that is not a woman and just all of these things. And in my little mind, I was like, well, no, I think there's a lot more going on than than what you're saying. So I was already kind of primed to tap into the the vastness of there's more in the world. And my mom, my mom, she's just my hero, man. She saw that and knew that about me. And she ended up taking me to a metaphysical fair um, that same year. And I just loved it. I just felt like those were my people over there. They were, you know, some ladies over here talking to her, her candles, this other lady's talking to the herbs, there's crystals, and it was all beautiful. But I was watching this astrologer specifically um, create and do this chart. And without having to think about it, I knew what she was doing. It was almost like a recalling something that I had done a million times. And so that was, you know, my initial intro really into it. And it's not like I, you know, I met that lady and I had this like profound experience. I just felt connected and knew that that was going to be a piece of me. And even in that quiet place that I'm able to go and tap into when I meditate, it's just a knowing, you know what I mean? So I did not, uh, from that moment from six, I did not pick up every astrology book I could consume and, and just study astrology until I couldn't anymore. I didn't do any of that. Like I went and did real life. I got a boyfriend, you know, like I got to grow up and like do real things. Um, but they weren't so heavily focused on needing to study astrology because I just always quietly knew it was there. And then I was, um, let's see, so 30 at the time, 31 right there. And I worked in radio for a decade and loved it, just absolutely loved it. And I walked into this place that I loved to be at every day that I worked in radio. And I like walked into an electric fence, you know, like the like universal electric fence. And I got sizzled and I heard that I was not going to come back to radio anymore. I was going to quit and I was going to open my own astrology practice. And I was like, the universe is trying to kill me. Clearly, the universe is trying to kill me. I'm going to starve. <laughs> I had two children at the time. You know, I have a mortgage. I got a car payment. I've got, I'm in school. And I was like, the universe wants me to die and starve while I'm dying. So that's what's going on. But turns out I was really afraid and I just kept moving my feet anyways and started this astrology practice. And I think that this is, um, 
a profound place to really emphasize that I do believe that faith and fear can exist within human beings simultaneously. And we can choose which, which road, you know, to go down with that. You can either go faithful and keep walking forward um, and see if you outgrow the fear, or you can just go into the fear and never have the experience of faith. But in the middle of that meditation, meditation was key. I mean, I felt like at that year, it took me a year to leave the radio station and really fully let go and just do my practice. And there were 50,000 meditation sessions a day happening for me. I would have to leave, uh, you know, my desk or I'd have to leave the studio and just step into the bathroom and close my eyes and just reground and know that the universe had my back, that I was afraid and this was different and it was something I'd never experienced, but that I was given such a clear indicator because the universe had my back. So I would step into the bathroom, Tara, I'm telling you, and I'd just be like, <laughs> all right, all right, universe, what's the next instruction? You know, and it also in my meditation stopped becoming a place of such high request. You know, I found that I was like, I would pray and ask for all these cool things. And then I would meditate and hope like hell they were going to come to me. And um, that stopped happening so much. And it became a little bit more in my meditation about show me and illuminate the next path if it's the right thing. Right. There's just like a so. You know, I just share that in case anybody listening is is feeling like, well, I have to meditate like 10,000 times a day. That's fine. That's fine. Little sips of meditation air, I think, are acceptable. <laughs> you know, I want to just say I was like super graceful and I just floated into the next journey of my life. And then I just chanted myself into a better place. But that was not my experience. So that's it. And then I've been here in the astrology world uh, ever since. Ever since. I just love it. It's I think, I think it's so fabulous. And I think what I love the most about astrology and kind of where I feel it ties in a little bit to, you know, what we talk here about at One Million Meditators, I love myself and the planet. And I put an S at the end, planets. You know, it's really being able to um, embody that full oneness, you know, when we really look at consciousness and where we are at and, and recognizing that we are all one and so connected. And that's where I found looking up at the stars and the planets to be such a beautiful beautiful thing. Um, so I would love if you could share a little bit of what your experience that with that now that you've, you've, you've been using this practice for so long and working with so many people. I know you're amazing. Like you're just, she's brilliant, everybody. She is so <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And what it looks like a lot to me today, and I try to take this very much so into even, you know, when I'm coaching and working with people or sitting with them is that, you know, we're not separate. We live our astrology. It's, it's not this separate thing over here. Like we are living it. And those big old balls in the sky were made up of exactly what they're made up of, right? Like they're just a bigger version of the energies we're, we're made of. So when something happens for them, you know, that vibration rolls down to those pieces of us that are also made of that vibration. So there's not really a place of separation in, in any of these things. So as I can get quiet and, and allow the meditation piece to connect me to what is the energy that this planet represents and where is that in me? You know, it becomes this quiet, like you, you come to know the strings of your guitar, 
right? So, you know, you're supposed to be playing a song that's all in A and all of a sudden the uh, the C string gets gets plucked. If you've been quiet enough with yourself to understand that vibration, you're like, hey, that doesn't belong in my song. What's 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 happening over here? Why is the C, the C string being struck? You know, so it becomes that kind of conversation between that's stuff that is also us that we're not separate from. But the other ways that I see it is when I create someone's chart, it starts to talk just immediately. It just starts to sing and share the information that it would like to share. And it's almost like a sacred offering of that chart to get to know this next soul that is in front of me. And I believe truly, mostly because I've experienced um, what it's like if my meditation is kind of hinky or I haven't spent enough time in it, it feels like the chart is not singing in the right key or it feels like I can't hear it correctly. You know, so there is this definite need for meditation, even in, in the astrology practice. I meditate before I do every session with people because I want to be a vessel to show up for what they need, not any agenda I have, right? And I don't know how to get quiet and get out of the way of that enough without a meditative practice and without feeling safe enough in my own space um, to get out of the way. And I find that in meditation. Well, and I'm curious to, you know, your experience with the power of collective meditations, like we do do global meditations here, but I know even my own experience when when looking at the energies of the planets, and that's how I've always really felt it. It's, it's, it's the energy, you know, like you say, the vibration as you are sharing, um, you know, whether it's a new moon or a full moon and gathering collectively to tap, tap into those energies. Um, it's so powerful. And I'd love if you could share a little bit about any experience that you've had with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's, I'm so practical. Oh my God, I'm so practical. But I think it is just the same to do like a global collective meditation or even just, you know, locally, if you get with your girlfriends or your boyfriends or whatever, and you get together, it's it's like having a, a Walkman. I don't know if anybody remembers those, but I had a Walkman. So it's like having a Walkman and that's cool. But then you put a whole bunch of like stadium speakers together. So of course it gets bigger. And it gets louder and it becomes more um, tangible in what we're feeling and how we're uniting in that energy. So in, a, in that way, I feel like when we group up and we do these kinds of meditations, it's very practical because it just like raises the vibration of where, where we are focusing, you know, that particular energy. And from working in my own classes, teaching yoga, um, working with um, different astrologers and things like that and being a part of the global um, collective meditations, I just always feel like it sends a really delicious ripple of united energy out. But I also, I want to just say this because I don't want to poo-poo it at all. I think that the same things happen when we meditate individually but when we just get together, the speaker just gets so loud, right? Like the vibe is just so loud. So we know it's happening. Like you can tell something has just happened in this space. But I never want to forget or want other people to forget that it is the same thing that's happening. When we meditate at home, in our own rooms, in our offices, we are touching the energy of that space. So I don't think one is better than the other, but one you can definitely feel. You know, and when it comes to like global healing and, and remembering 
that the universe and the earth itself needs our proactivity, <laughs> I think doing it in, in a collective way is really useful. It's the difference between getting one of those little tack hammers and getting like a jackhammer, right? Sometimes you got to like jackhammer the healing, I guess. Or like the big sledgehammer, you know? Right, it's like knock everything need, right down. Do I need my beach shovel and pail, or do I need like one of those cat tractor thingies? Right, yeah. it's like sometimes you just need a bigger tool. <laughs> yeah, what kind of a haul do I need to do right now? <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. So you have so many amazing things going on right now um, that I would love for us to be able to share with the people that are tuning into this because one, your YouTube channel is incredible. You have so much information on there. You bring in world-renowned astrologers and it's just absolutely brilliant. So tell everybody a little bit about that and then and then we'll dip into the academy a little bit too. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, my YouTube channel, you can just find me on YouTube at Stormy Grace and it is up. It is active. There are always um, weekly um, horoscopes and weekly forecasts of what's going on in the sky. And I only ever do mine um, in a general way. I don't do them per sign during the week because the collective sky is just, it's too big right? It's too big. We're all under that influence. So I really like to break that down for all of us. So you kind of get an idea um, of what's going on in the week. And the thing about my YouTube experience and style, I guess, is that is that my idea is that I would love to tell you what's going on in the sky. And I would want you to hurry up and get back out there in it, you know, like go participate in your life, get some guidance, but ultimately go live your life. That's how we experience the benefits of our meditation as we go out in the world and see if we can stick and we're grounded. So my reports are not like 45 minutes, nothing against my fellows who have that. Um, but I get you in and I get you out. We talk about what it means, where to look at the signs, where to look at these kinds of symbols in your day and then you get out and you go live and that's one of my favorite things to get to offer out and then I also do monthly um, horoscopes and those I do for each of the signs so you can break it down and kind of look at that and then tons of teaching content I want the language of astrology and the craft and the practice to be available to people. I would love for you to be your best astrologer way before you see me. And so I make that able available for people to be able to do that. And if you don't want to do that, you just come on over and see me or one of my one of my fellows and we'll look through your energies with you. So it's it's pretty exciting. And then of course, this year we do have um we do have the YouTube Academy up, which was a completely out of my normal realm of thinking and being energy. And we crowdfunded um, an entirely free astrology academy. So from the history of astrology, going all the way through how you do this practice in a very beginning fashion, we've got teachers from all over the world who've shown up and we're teaching. So if you are wanting to learn about astrology, it's a great way if you're a student out there who's already been practicing some astrology and you've been like, yeah, but I don't have the time. I don't have the finances. I don't have the whatever, whatever the situation is, there is a free academy from beginning till now in chronological order that's available for you. Jump on, take advantage, take advantage. I know. So, so incredible. And it was such an amazing thing that you were able to put together and 
you know, the power of community. It, it's so, so incredible because now that has rippled out and yeah, everybody go check it out. You will see the link on the, um, the ticker below and we will put it in, um, of course, the show notes for you. So you can go, of course, just Google Stormy Grace YouTube. You'll find it. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> right on the homepage. Yeah, good, yeah, good old Google works. Um, I'll just take a moment to say hi to Margaret, Michelle and Harley. Thank you for joining us. Anybody else tuning in, please post in the comments, say hello, let us know where you're joining from. We always like to hear from you. And if you are catching this on the replay, please hashtag replay. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, Apple podcast, we would always love a review. Thank you in advance. So girl, it's, this is, this is so exciting. So now you've got the YouTube Academy there and um, of course the channel, and then people can also reach out to you as well if they want to mm -hmm. do some one-on-one -on -one energetic work for you. So yeah, of course we'll put the links below. Okay. I want to, I want to ask you a question. If I could give you a magic wand and you could wave it, what would you like to do with it? Oh, uh, first of all, I'd probably just have to stare at it for such a long time. <laughs> I'd probably be like, it's a real magic wand, finally. You know, like I've wanted a magic wand since I was like five. <laughs> and then Harry Potter did nothing for making me like not want a wand. I definitely, you know, Wingardium Leviosa. I have been waiting. So if you give me a wand, I would probably actually do that first. Uh, so hopefully I get to use it for two things. <laughs> it's an interesting question. It, it is an interesting question because I think there is this piece of me that thinks what I would do is try and create world peace or something like that, you know? Um, but then there's a whole other piece of me that doesn't think that that's the right answer either. So, you know, I have to say, honestly, at this particular point in time, if you gave me a magic wand, uh, what I would do with it is probably create other magic wands <laughs> for other people. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then everybody can just be magical and we can all do it together. You know, it's, well, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. Yeah. And one of the things that I find about astrology and meditation, um, together is it is magical and so that's one of the things that I think of of the two because um for me it became such a, a more of a spiritual practice you know in the beginning it was about the like learning and the curiosity what does this mean and how does it relate and how does it all connect um but then it really grew into something much more like you say a spiritual practice being able to tap into the energies get quiet and to listen um and that that is to me just so magical in itself I guess <laughs> Yeah, I, I could. I'm like being all cheesy, you know, but it is like. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is. It's like it sounds. I think kind of cheesy until it becomes a working part of your practice, and then it's almost like it's. I I wouldn't go without oxygen. Why would I go without meditation? I mean, it's something that from a physical to a psychological and spiritual um, level affects me fully, you know, like I feel like it's my charging port. You know, I plug my phone in and that thing starts charging up and then it's good to do what we're doing during the day. And that's the same way I feel about meditation. So no matter how cheesy it sounds, I think it only sounds cheesy until it's a working part of your life and you see the benefits. Now, this is just one side note I want to just say is that in astrology, 
having the opportunity to look at the ways and the different ways that people are made up. The one thing I have learned about meditation is that I cannot continue to tell people how to meditate, right? I can tell them or give them a suggestion of some things to meditate, but I have found with my clients that some of them need to sit and they need to ground and they need to do that type of of meditation. But I have a whole bunch of clients who are meditation and movement people, right? Like I have trail runners who that is as meditative for them as the style that I practice. And I think that that's something really profound. And clearly the dog thinks that's profound as well. The best of the best. I love it. They just came this to join our joy. I know, right? It's just real life. This is just real life. <laughs> and they were, they were just drawn to the energy they had to come. They wanted to come yeah. check everything out and be here. They really do. As soon as I start doing a client reading or recording a video or, and I'm really getting into it, they show up. They'll usually <laughs> walk the door. And I think animals know. They know when it's good, you know? Uh, yeah, well, they definitely sense. They sense. <laughs> that is for sure. So everyone, these, are, these are my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best, the best team to have. So, okay. So um, I, I'm sure I, I wanted to ask you, I guess, a little bit more about um, just kind of the overall picture of like looking at astrology, the energy and the planets together and um, maybe how to just for those that are listening that want a little bit more, you know, how to like kind of begin, where to start, where would you look? Obviously the YouTube Academy, um, but you know, if there's that curiosity there um, in your experience with working with people, what's the best place to start? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely think the YouTube Academy or, you know, I don't feel um, I don't feel burdened to just tell you all about my work. There is a lot of good work out there on YouTube, on the Internet. There are really great sources to get you started. So pick one, Google something, start reading it. But also, you know, really the most profound place to start is to go to an astrologer or go to astro.com and pull up your own chart so that you have your information to work with and you can start to take this journey of understanding what you're looking at and what does that mean for you. And, and I would tell anybody who's just getting started or even if you've been practicing for a while, I think one of the most profound placements to begin to understand right away, just right off the bat, is your moon energy. Because if our moons are not fed, we will flee right? Like if my moon is not fed, I will flee. So I think to be able to understand what the makeup of your moon is and why that's important to understand how much that needs to be nurtured and nourished, that can be a game changer if that's all you ever learn in astrology. So, you know, start by getting your chart. Astro.com is a phenomenal place and you can get it for free. Um, It doesn't give you a breakdown, but it will show you your wheel. Um, you can come to myself or one of the other practicing astrologers in the world and actually get your chart done so that you have that. And then from there, putting the pieces together will make a lot more sense. And it, it just is an, an energetic place. And I think that for people too, um, you know, getting to understand that moon placement or whichever placement feels like it's calling to you when you get your chart, learning to meditate and sit with the energy of the planet and the placement that's calling to you is a game changer. I mean, could you imagine pulling a chart of your your 14-year-old 
and understanding how to connect with them in a different way and not having to go, oh my God, teenagers, puberty sucks. Because puberty sucks. Let's just be clear. <laughs> puberty <laughs> sucks. But also to help them through it, maybe in ways that we weren't able to help ourselves or our parents weren't able to help us just by understanding how to energetically feed them in that way. You know, I mean, I think this is the stuff that it changes families. It changes dynamics and, and that changes what we see in the world. So it's very, I think it's very exciting and that's an easy way to get started. Yeah, it is. And, I, and I'm so happy that you brought that up because I know that was something that evolved for me was, you know, even with my own children being able to look and go, okay, it's because she's got a little bit more fire here and <laughs> she's got a little bit more of this there because it really is about the energy. Um, I know sometimes I think when people hear the word astrology, they think it's like some prediction thing or some sort of a, you know, tool in that way. But I always look at it as more, you know, where, where the energy lies. It's like a, mm -hmm. a beautiful picture of the blueprint of the sky, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just a more efficient way for us to have conversation and interaction with each other. When I can step out of myself enough to understand the language, uh, not just to understand the language that you speak, but also how you understand language, that changes everything. Because like you said, with my kids, I have got one kid who's just a ton of water. And if I ever even raise my voice, this is like the end of the world over here. And then I've got one that is a ton of fire, but earth, right? So she is so, so stubborn so stubborn. And I just got to tell her what I need it to look like. I'm like, you know, these are the chores to do and leave her to do it. She will do it. Whereas my other child, you know, she's like, she wants to sing while we're doing it. And it's just, we're going to do all the same house chores. We're going to learn all the same things, but how do I step out of myself to speak your less, your, your language? And then we're able to have a different conversation. But this is again, for me, where meditation comes in. I just don't know how to create enough distance of between me and me to make enough space for you without taking time to be quiet, you know, without making time to, to hear and listen to what's going on, what's my part and what's happening here, what am I maybe missing, what can I add to this situation, where do I need to be less, because sometimes I can be extra, you know, so those kinds of things, I just don't know how to get quiet enough to create the separation to let something more beautiful come in without meditation. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's absolutely so true. Yeah, and I, I, think, uh, I think that parents who don't meditate look really stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And if you're a parent that doesn't meditate, it's not, that's not a, you know, it's not shots fired or anything <laughs> at you. But, you know, I look at the, the parents around me who do have some kind of meditation and there's just a, there's like a glow. It's, it's, even if it's a small glow, there's something there that's just a little bit more relaxed. And I know I became more relaxed, you know, when I turned 27 and my meditation practice took a turn. I became more relaxed on this planet because the first thing we do when we're stressed is hold our breath anyways. And a bunch of people holding their breath is really stressed. It's stressful. <laughs> You're making yeah. decisions with no air, right? Yeah. And that, you know, that energy, like, you know, we know from heart math, you know, the, the body expresses that energy and you can pick it up. And so, you know, it's, it's what we're putting out and just taking that, like, it's, you know, we say it to kids all the time, just take a deep breath. And really, if we all just sit here for just a second and breathe in slow, exhale, you know, it's just, yeah. you just feel that sense of calmness and it just takes that little bit, but 
it's the practice. It's the practice of doing it over and over again that it becomes easier and the mind's not going all over the place. Right, right. And like give yourself some credit for trying your practice, right? It's a, it, This is where I become like, about it. I'm like, well, you can't meditate twice a week and wonder why you feel like crap. Okay. Cause you meditate twice a week. Like the practice is not strong enough practice yet, which makes a lot of sense, right? Like if, if you're not great at it yet, or if it's not established enough, you're not going to really see the full, full benefits. But I don't know about other people. I would often be surprised. I'd be like, well, I don't understand. I meditated. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like you cannot, you cannot be happy on last week's meditation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that ain't going to do it for me. It's got to be a, a daily practice in there, but then also I've had days where the meditation is not as profound or it's not as whatever. And I think that the universe is like, you showed up a plus. Thank you. You know, like it's just not as hard and complex as I think sometimes we humans can make it. The universe just wants to connect, just wants to connect. And it is not, I don't think looking to do that in any sense of absolute perfection. So I feel like we do get a lot of grace for even coming to the party. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when you look at the planet and everything that happens on it, it's like so perfectly imperfect. And then, you know, the outer planets and how the cycles all occur. It's so perfectly imperfect in some, in a lot of ways, I guess. Yes. So bring your imperfect self daily to meditation (laughs) and we we can enjoy the results and tap in and listen. Well, and you know, like you you said at the beginning, it is, it does, it helps kind of enhance that conversation that you have with whether it's source, God, the universe, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you use um, that stillness piece and allowing yourself to, to have that separation, create that gap there. Um, It just does wonders for opening up that space. Agreed. Yes. I agree. I agree. Agree. We can do it. We can do like high five chair dance to that or something like that. <laughs> there we go. Super awesome. Um, well, I know I, I, I mean, I have to be a little bit mindful of your time because I know you're a very, very busy woman lady, but uh, this has just been so lovely to just kind of sit back and talk about all these things and how, you know, they tie in together. Um, and, and, and of course the astrology piece, because, you know, it is, I, I really believe that connection, you know, that whole, that mm-hmm. whole piece of, consciousness there um and uh so for those that are a little bit more curious go and check out stormy on her youtube channel in the academy you will learn so much she's such a brilliant lady it's she's just tapped right in she's so tapped in (laughs) well thank you but it's like it's really exciting to be here and to meet new friends and welcome new people you know to the table of meditation and to astrology and to just this field where we're attempting to participate in consciousness at and at all of these different levels and welcoming people at whatever their level of consciousness is and you know being willing to grow so whichever platforms we're using whichever modalities you're using out there you know i just want to say thank you for spending some time listening to me and and sitting with tara as well um because it's just you know it's just an invitation to be conscious and i think that's the coolest thing what a what a wonderful way to spend a weekend yeah. Well, and you know, especially at this time now, I think too, where we're going through all these different shifts and changes and, and all these things are coming at us. I think, you know, we can recognize that 
you know, things change. That's part of life. It's part of the, you know, the creation is part of the beautiful picture and being open to new things and being open to maybe concepts that you've never heard of before, but allowing your mind to kind of expand in that way and just see the possibilities is, is a really cool time to be at right now in the, in the, in the space of this universe, I think. Yeah, so, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, you are just so lovely and it has been wonderful having you. If there's anything you want to leave us with, I know you've given us so much. Of course, the floor is yours. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I feel like I just want to say like, be good to yourself, you know, give yourself some, some grace out there. And man, if you can just go be a secret angel for someone today, you know, do something nice for somebody. Don't tell them about it and just keep pushing, keep doing your day. And of course, meditate. <laughs> <laughs> keep great. on meditating and it's 11 11 how awesome <laughs> this is my third day i have finished something at exactly 11 11 three days in a row that's pretty super right. cool super super cool. cool thank you so much stormy grace of stormy grace Agile astrology for joining us here today at one million meditators again thank you to those that are joining on and if you are catching this again on the replay please hashtag replay we will drop the links for how you can connect with stormy below in the show notes and of course we'll be back again next week thank you so much gorgeous lady brilliant lady for joining us it's been just absolutely wonderful absolutely bye everybody thank you so much for having me